what is a more beneficial outlook to life? What is a more effective attitude to life? This is the key question that a lot of existentialist philosophers have been trying to answer. Especially after the Second World War, when a lot of people saw so much hate and killings. And so people started asking, what is life all about? What is the best mindset to approach life? And so you have existentialist philosophers like uh, John Paul Sartre, people like Albert Camus, who started writing, trying to advise people on the best attitude to life. Now, there are some of the writers who lean towards pessimism. When they look at all the hate in our world today, when people look at all the divisions in our world today, what is the best way to approach life? And so people like Albert Camus says, you know what? Forget it. Life is absurd. Life is empty. There is nothing in this life. And so the best way, according to people like uh, Camus, will be expect nothing from life. Just have a stoic blankness. Are you happy? Huh. Are you sad? Huh. Nothing means nothing to you. But is that really the kind of way we want to lead life? To have that kind of pessimism towards life? Because they say, well, if you, are, if you don't expect, you won't be hurt. So don't even expect joy. Don't expect happiness. Don't expect anything from life, and you will not be hurt. Well, marriage is hurtful, so don't even get married. huh? Love is hurtful, so don't even fall in love. huh? And so it's possible you find people who want to lean towards pessimism where they believe that there is nothing good in life. Trust nobody. Believe in nobody. Just believe in yourself. That is the pessimist philosophy. Because life is meaningless, create meaning for yourself. And don't let anybody tell you how to find meaning in life. But this is really not the Christian attitude to life. Pessimism is not our Christian attitude to life. Because come to think about it, in the book of Genesis, when God created everything for each thing God created, we read the statement, and God saw that it was good. He created the rivers and the seas, he saw it was good. He created man and woman, he saw that they were good. And so life is good. Somebody say amen. amen. That's our Christian faith. Life is fundamentally good. On the other hand, there are some writers who tend to the other end what some people call fantastic optimism. Fantastic optimism simply says, you know, suffering is bad. Cross is bad. And so you've got to find a way to escape by all means. So life becomes about escapism. Play video game. Pum, 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 pum. Forget about your sorrows. Okay. You feel sad? Drink. Smoke. Take whatever you want and just feel good and dandy. 
That's also not a Christian attitude. Fantastic optimism, the fact that everything has to feel good. Life always has to be good. Your job always has to feel good. You just have to do what you like. Sometimes life is not that way. And so we don't want Christians to move towards fantastic optimism. That kind of Epicurean attitude. Whatever makes you happy, do it. Just go for fun. Fun, fun, fun. So if we don't want Christians to go towards pessimism, and we don't want you also to go towards fantastic optimism, we are now left with a middle point, what some people call realistic optimism. And what is that all about? Realistic optimism is the fact that, truth be told, Sometimes life is not fair. Sometimes innocent people suffer. Sometimes things you don't deserve come to you in life. Sometimes sickness and pain you don't deserve comes to you. That is realism. That is the reality of life. But the optimism is that we believe there is hope. Because we are fundamentally a people of hope. And so for us as Christians, pain does not define life. Suffering does not define life. Because Jesus lives, you and I can face tomorrow. And this is the heart of our message this morning. Our readings from the first reading from the book of Job all the way to the gospel, provide us this central message that you and I are a people of hope. Do things go bad sometimes? Yes. Do we feel sad sometimes? Yes. Do we experience pain sometimes? Yes. And that's why in the first reading, you see Job now asking the question, and in the gospel, Jesus is providing the answer. Job is asking, why? Why me? Why? Why? It's normal. It's human. And I know many of us sometimes in our daily lives, you may tend to ask like Job, why me? Why my children? Why my loved one? But in the gospel, Jesus tells us, he grabs you by the hand. You remember the story in the gospel? Simon Peter's mother-in-law was sick. And when they told Jesus about it, he went towards her, grabs her by the hand, and said, get up. That's your message this morning. That's our hope this morning, that Jesus has promised to hold you by the hand. You are not alone. I am not alone. And so as we go through life's journeys, we are confident of the fact that the hand of God is grasping you by the hand. Sometimes you may not have an idea how it all comes together, but the scripture says, for those who love God, all things work together unto good. But how do you maintain that type of relationship with Christ Jesus? Jesus gives us the model in the gospel, a life of prayer. We've got to become Christians who lead lives of prayer. 
And so we need to learn to offer up to God everything. Our pains and our joys, our successes and our struggles, let's offer them up to God always in prayer. Let us now bow our heads and pray. The Lord is my light and my help. Whom should I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Before whom should I shrink? The Lord is your light and your salvation. Of whom should you be afraid? Of whom should you be afraid? 